Hi everybody, I'm Michael Ogden and this is the GearCast podcast. Today I am here with a really interesting guy. Joining me here on the phone is Paul Terpstra. Paul, you are with Clover Products. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clover Products uh, is a company that we formed uh, in 2012 to build parabolic microphones. You have a really interesting gig, and your company is doing some fascinating things. And that's why I wanted to bring you on the GearCast today, because you are in the unique business, like you just mentioned, of parabolic microphones. So kind of explain what that is maybe for our listeners out there. All right. A parabolic microphone is actually somewhat of a, a misnomer, uh, misstatement. It's actually a parabolic collector. Uh, it's a parabolic-shaped dish that collects sound energy and focuses it on a single point. And the normal use is to uh, put an electronic pickup, which we normally refer to as a microphone, at that uh, point of focus so then the sound energy from a large area can be focused on that single microphone and uh, basically amplified through physics. Uh, so with our largest uh, dish, you can listen to a conversation from five or 600 feet away, depending on the noise level. Yeah, so uh, to give a visual for people out there, you know, you're the product basically that those people are holding on the sidelines of the NFL games. Correct. All the dishes that you see on uh, Fox Sports, the Fox Sports networks uh, on the sidelines of football games will be uh, actually manufactured by Clover. So you guys are right down the road from us. We're in Madison, Wisconsin, here at Full Compass, and you're just down the road in Janesville, Wisconsin. Correct. Yeah, Janesville's not really known for its technology development, but way to go. <laughs> no uh, no slam on Janesville. No, it's a, it's a nice uh, small town. We're small town folk and like it here real well. Well, very good. So you gave us a quick history of the uh, Clover uh, product. So for most of us, we know the parabolic collectors, like what I was saying, is watching the football games and those people standing on the sidelines holding them. So what are they, you know, What are the parabolic collectors good for and not good for? Um, well, obviously, parabolics are, are good for recording audio from great distances. Like I mentioned, you can hear a normal level conversation from up to five or six hundred feet depending on the, the conditions um, that's what they're they're really good for that's what they're known for famous for if you will mm -hmm. um, they're also good at uh, rejecting ambient noise that's something that uh, maybe most people don't think about sure but because because it's amplifying the noise that's directly in front of the dish um, it's actually better than a shotgun microphone at rejecting the noise that's off to the side or behind uh, the microphone. And this so involves, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a great way to put it because this involves a lot of math that I'm terrible at. Um, <laughs> and, and so I can appreciate, I understand audio, but the math behind it, I don't. But um, so, yeah, getting rid of that ambient noise is so crucial in the job that you have to do for these broadcasting companies. Right. It's critical for the sports people, but it's also critical for, um, let's say, a news person. If they're uh, trying to record an interview or 
um, even you know, a candidate speaking on the, the campaign trail. Of course. If you've got some protester behind you yelling, you don't want that uh, obscenity coming through on your audio. So yeah. uh, it, there's a lot more applications for uh, parabolic uh, collectors slash microphones than most people originally think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even down to the level of uh, we have a very small unit that can be used by uh, wedding videographers and they can pick up you know, the couple 30, 40, 50 feet uh, down the aisle and, yeah. and uh, not pick up the screaming baby behind them. So there's uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of uses for it. We could use that in life and on, on airplanes to keep the screaming babies out of our ears. <laughs> um, so uh, sticking with the NFL here for just a little bit, you know, being right there in the middle of the action, and I've seen photos of you actually holding the dishes uh, there, holding the collector. Um, what are some of the operator safety issues that you might have to deal with on the sidelines with these? Well, obviously, you know, they are very close to the action. You're within oh, four or five feet from the sidelines. And uh, the people that hold those parabolics uh, do get uh, run over a lot more frequently <laughs> than you may think. No, I saw uh, one the other day. Um, it, they're... The NFL likes to pull them, but if you look on on Google, there are you know lots of uh, or several videos of uh, the parab operators getting <laughs> run over and you know the dish getting uh, smashed. Uh, that sounds like a like holiday the, video party thing <laughs> to me to show at the holiday party. Uh huh. Very good. Um, so, what are some so, of the safety issues? I guess they have to deal with. Well, one of the things that we decided early on when we formed the company is that, you know, we were very concerned about that. We didn't want anybody to get hurt, um, whether it be the athlete or the, the operator holding the, sure. the parabolic. But to be totally honest, uh, in this day of litigation, we didn't want to lose the company and lose our house because somebody got hurt and yeah. sued us for building the, the product that hurt them. So we've taken the, you know, the operator safety very Seriously, right from the, the very beginning, um, the the units that were or the parabolic collectors that were in most uh, heavily favored, if you will, before we came out, um, used PVC pipe uh, for their handles and bars mm-hmm. and so forth. And when PVC pipe is broken, it basically creates a spear. Uh, so we have built our units out of uh, carbon fiber, which is very light and strong, but mm-hmm. when it breaks, it basically disintegrates. It's just a pile of uh, thread, if you will, and an epoxy dust. Wow. So we've spent a lot of time and effort on that, and we've actually you know, verified that. We've uh, seen these things get run over, and they break the way that we intended them to break. Yeah. So, uh, do, you so that's, cr- do you cry you know, a little bit when one of those gets uh, broken? No, actually, you know, we get paid to rebuild them at the <laughs> I know, end I'm of sure the season. So, uh, you know, obviously I don't get anybody to hurt, but yeah, of uh, course. it doesn't hurt our feelings yeah. as far as the, the business is concerned. So let me go, well, the other, oh, go ahead. The other, the other thing that, uh, you know, we have addressed is the, um, the competition, again, had uh, threaded rods, basically screws sticking out the front of the dish. So. Mm-hmm. They weren't necessarily going to hurt the operator, but it could easily, 
you know, puncture a hand or an arm or a leg of a, an athlete. Um, so we've been very careful to remove all, you know, sharp metallic objects from the front surface of yeah. our, our units as well. And you guys are doing some exciting stuff. You know, you have an engineering background and, and again, all of that math. And, um, but I want to talk about some of the misconceptions about parabolics because, um, we were talking the other day briefly, uh, th- kind of through email, and I was thinking about you when I was watching uh, one of the opening scenes of Naked Gun, when O.J. Simpson pulls out this kind of crappy put-together parabolic kind of mic, uh, trying to listen in on criminals on a boat. And, I mean, you know, it's just a silly movie prop, but also that kind of set up to me some some of the misconceptions that people might have of the strength or the the power that these uh, microphones really have these collectors what what would you say are some of the misconceptions well the one that you mentioned is you know the probably the most obvious one some people uh that aren't used to dealing with parabolics think that a, a little dish you know the size of a saucer is going to pick up uh, the bad guy from you know a half mile away <laughs> right and it it just doesn't work that way. Our little nine-inch unit, uh, can, we say, you know, 30 to 50 feet, it can pick up a conversation, which is, you know, a, a great tool, but it's not anything like you see in the movies. Um, you know, it would take one of our great big sideline style of uh, dishes to mm-hmm. come anywhere close to what you see in the movies. And um, on the other end, uh, you know, the people that are more audio uh, accustomed or, or experts in the audio field, uh, they often want to uh, concentrate on the tendency of parabolic microphones to amplify high frequencies better than low frequencies. Mm-hmm. So they usually think that, you know, something like our, our nine-inch parabolic is going to sound like a, you know, a string in a tin can. It's just going to sound oh. you know, terrible. Sure. But uh, we've actually been quite pleased and uh, surprised at how well it does pick up the lower frequencies. We were actually in in Madison at a, um, um, I think it's Opera in the Park, you call it? Yes, and, yeah. Uh, and during the sound setup, you know, they were running some jazz music with bass guitar, and uh, we recorded that through the, the little parabolic, and we're quite pleased with how well that came through. Very good. Um, oh, the other thing that I, I'll get occasionally is that... Uh, the police uh, think that they can listen through walls and windows, and that usually doesn't work. <laughs> Very good. Um, you again have had a really busy year. You've had some exciting stuff come up. Uh, you know, uh, kind of give a quick overview if you could. I mean, just what you're involved with with through NFL, Major League Baseball. You've got a lot going on. Uh, well, we're. Little by little, making our way into basketball. Uh, one of the, the sound guys that uh, is pretty well known in the industry lives in Chicago, and I ran into him at a Cubs game. And so he wanted to test it at uh, the NBA Summer League and really liked it. So he started using our little 9-inch for uh, basketball, and actually they were used at the uh, March Madness uh, at one of the regions oh wow spring so that was uh you know once again slowly trying to move into a new sport we're sure. slowly gaining acceptance in uh, baseball uh you'll see them at the uh the foxes 
outside of the uh, playoffs and, and mm-hmm. World Series. I'm sure you'll see some of ours uh, behind home plate. And um, there's actually uh, one baseball park, professional baseball park, that now has 11 of our um, mid-size or 16-inch wow. parabolic dishes behind home plate and throughout the outfield. So they pretty much have the whole field covered with parabolic microphones. Congratulations. Uh, so Holy smokes. We're excited to see that, uh, you know, and now in next month we're going to be testing at the Grey Cup uh, up in Canada, so that's kind of exciting. We're trying to – still haven't made the hurdle, but we'd love to get into soccer. That's obviously a big sport. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So little by little, uh, we did do the uh, – took our first step, if you will, into professional golf. They were used at the uh, British Open by ESPN this year. They had, uh, I think, four different dishes. That wow, that's, used, a, so. that's amazing from uh, such a, a small company coming out of Janesville, Wisconsin. So what's next for Clover? Well, we keep trying to get into new sports. Like I said, you know, soccer and rugby and so forth. Uh, ultimately, we would like to move into other markets like search and rescue, law enforcement, military, we know there's applications in that area. Yes. But we just, uh, to be totally honest, don't have any uh, access to that market. So we're working on that. Uh, the other thing, like I mentioned earlier, is that uh, parabolics have a tendency to emphasize or have a higher amplification of the high frequencies than the low frequencies. So we worked with a uh, microphone manufacturer and they are uh, making us a custom microphone element, uh, what you think of as a mic, you know, standard microphone. Mm-hmm. And they're building in an internal equalizer so that the microphone counteracts or counterbalances the tendency of the parabolic so that the uh, audio output from the unit is pretty much... Uh, you know, equalized or flat frequency curve yeah. uh, without having to have a mixer, you know, playing with his dials and knobs in the truck. You know what? So in, in the in the future, I really want to sit down with you and really talk about the the physics of audio and, and seriously get into a deeper discussion about that. I think that's truly fascinating, and I think our listeners would really appreciate that, all the engineers out there. Uh, let me ask you one quick uh, last question, if I could, Paul. What's the biggest surprise you've had in building up this business? Oh, wow. Um, Probably two things. Uh, The first surprise that we had was how much abuse that the parabolic dishes take on the sidelines. Beyond getting run over by the players, what Uh you don't see when you're watching from home is that when uh, there's normally... A parabolic on each side of the field, you know, one on one side of mm-hmm. the 50-yard line and one on the other side of the 50-yard line. The the Fox on their, like, game of the week and the playoffs and so forth, they'll mm-hmm. actually have, a, have extra two, one in each end zone. But what you don't see on TV is when the team starts to move down toward the red, the red zone of the, you know, the, the opponent, the parabolic operators that are on the far side of the field will go sprinting full speed down to the other end of the field so they have as many parabolics as possible in that end zone area. Yeah. So you never see that on TV, but these yeah. things, you know, you can imagine how how uh, 
careful the operators are with the dishes as oh, they're yeah. running along yeah. down the sidelines. So that took us at, you know, by surprise, and we had to, you know, make a few adjustments in our design to account mm-hmm. for that abuse. And then the second thing is just the, uh, I guess, the nature of the television broadcast industry. Uh, the vast majority of the the equipment that you see on the sideline, the microphones, the cameras, the carts, uh, even the trucks are not owned by the networks, but they're owned by leasing companies. Right. And the people that are running the cameras and the microphones and, you know, the audio mixers, uh, the vast majority of those people don't work directly for the networks. They are freelancers. So, you know, the guy that's doing a, a Thursday night football game for, uh, ESPN or whatever network it may be, may be doing a Sunday game for CBS, uh, or even mm-hmm. switching sports, maybe doing a, uh, baseball playoff game, you know, during the week and right. then do a football game on the weekend. So that was, uh, you know, really interesting to see the business side of the, of the television world, uh, kind of see the underbelly of it. It's been yeah. quite enlightening. Well, I, I, Paul, I really appreciate your time today and, and learning a bit more about Clover. And it's been fun doing the research and uh, looking at the products that uh, you offer out there. Um, Paul, best of luck to you. And I hope we can catch up again and talk a bit more, uh, some more scientific, maybe, discussions of audio. So thank you very much for your time, Paul. Oh, you're very welcome and be glad to talk to you whenever you uh, have the opportunity. We will make that happen and share it with our audience. Thank you very much, Paul. This has been the GearCast Podcast.